And we're back. I'm not touching anything. Don't touch anything. Don't touch fidget. Anything. Don't look fidgeting. weird. I got some don't feedback blank. that I'm a fidgeter. That's true. Which I said is fine. I replaced that. I don't say the word um anymore. You do say um. And that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, you so, don't say um. No, you're right. Thank you. I don't say um. Uh, Damn it! <laughs> yeah, you said it. <laughs> See, I love when I just walk into a Seeking Wisdom episode. Mm -hmm. I don't have to do any of the prep work because yeah. I just have your email. Yeah. So you send this email. Just to be clear, DG does all the work yeah. Seeking Wisdom. Just to be clear. Crystal no. clear. Um, I do no preparation. Which is great. No, because you send me all the ideas. I just have to wrangle them and then make them happen. All my ideas come from you. So. And what are these? What's this idea you have here? This is pen this and artifact. paper. So actually, you sent out this email Sunday night, which I'll mm -hmm. ask you about in a second. Because you do this weekly Sunday night email now, TSNS. Here's a subject line, changing the way we communicate. David Cancel to team. Being busy, bold letters. Being busy, if you're watching on YouTube. Please, don't, don't share that whole Sorry, email. I can't share the whole thing. You're right, you're right. Save Sorry that for that. the insiders. Okay, okay. Oh, just insiders. Uh, you said being busy. Wow, that's a playbook and a half right yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. You'll know more about that later. You said being busy, bold letters. Being busy should never be confused with being effective. It finally hit me, comma, slack overload. <laughs> Amazing. I, got, I, I was in the Amazing. kitchen today. And I want to do this yeah. because the reason I want to do this episode is because when you said that, collectively people at Drift, people outside of Drift, people in America, people <laughs> in other countries, people who don't even have access to the internet said, yes, somebody finally said what we've all been thinking. Yeah, we broke them. I was in the kitchen today and a couple people talked to me separately. One of them was my boy Ham over there. Yeah. He said. People call him Ham? I don't know. I call him Ham. <laughs> Is, is that not okay? Are you talking about Hambissa? Yeah, Hambissa. <laughs> I think his nickname is Bissa. Is it Bissa? <laughs> you gave him a new nickname. Yeah, I, I never heard Hambissa before. Ham, so I, I like ham. ham. No, I like that. He's going ham all, all right. the time. Okay, so you're talking uh, to Ham. I'm talking to Ham. Talking man. to Ham. Hambissa to the rest of you. He just looked at me. He's a quiet guy. For a sales guy, he's a quiet, thoughtful guy. Yeah. No stereotype on salespeople. Sure. He just turned to me slowly and he said, thank you. Wow. But I didn't know what he was talking about. He was just like, thanks. And I was like, what? He's like, that email Sunday? Yes. It's amazing. Because yeah. I think what you, you gave people permission mm -hmm. to get back to what we're all here to do, which is deep work, which is real work. Mm -hmm. The context that people don't have, though, is that I'm the known, and I said that in the next paragraph yes. there, infamous yeah. for being able to be on a thousand channels at once, inside the building, outside the building, all these things. The most popular question I get is like, yeah. how do you keep up with all of these yeah. different messaging that, That's why, I think that's why it was powerful because coming from you, you've always been able to keep up. And you said, I'm overloaded with the number of channels we communicate with at work. It might be a shock to some of you because I'm infamous for being able to keep up across a large number of channels and people. You know, we have a certain number of people at Drift now, a certain number of Slack channels, a certain number of different teammates. It's finally hit some tipping point, but I'm changing the way I communicate. Ooh. Love that. Okay, so tell finally, me. Finally, people were so like, So tell yes. me, so I think Slack overload, mm -hmm. there's just information overload. Information overload. constant real-time yeah. communication. I actually recently read what it was called, the latest book from your friends at Basecamp. I don't read their book. About changing the way you work. I disagreed with about 99.9% .9 of it. I don't understand how they have a company yeah. with those rules, but it apparently works for them. Only uh, them. But the one piece I did and agree with... And manufacturers and other examples yeah, that they use. It doesn't work. It doesn't mm -hmm. make sense. But there's one point I did agree with, and this is what got me thinking about this, which is the real-time versus non-real-time communication yes. and, and the right and wrong way to use them. And personally, I felt like I haven't been doing a great job with the marketing team as one example, where all I do is just like, 
like feedback in Slack, responding to this. Every, hey, can you read this? Can you check this out? Can I get feedback on this? Can I, and that either has to happen in real time when if you really want thoughtful feedback, mm-hmm. I want to have time to watch your thing or read reflect. your thing and yep. reflect and, mm-hmm. and have time to do it. And I think that's where this started to break down. Yeah, that was my realization, which is like, and I talk about it there. And Ham, my boy Ham again Ham. was saying like, I'm going to start using that word. What was that word that you wrote in there? Asynchronous. Asynchronous. <laughs> And I forgot, not, yeah. not, not that's everyone's why, a geek like No, I, that's why I use the words real-time and non-real-time because okay, I'm, sure, I'm not sure if asynchronous means real-time <laughs> or not real-time. Which so, one is it? Yeah, asynchronous is not real-time. Okay. Yeah, async. Okay. We need more so, async communication. Yeah, so that's the way I kind of coined it in there, right? DG is the word man, so he says it better. But I, I said Slack is a synchronous channel. Synchronous means real time, Mm. right? It means not only real time, but real time, multiple people doing or multiple actors doing something in real time. And there was a point where this team was small enough here at Drift where you could keep up. And this probably goes back to Dunbar's number, right, of the 150 connections that you can have, 150 relationships that you can have, because if you multiply that out, it's like 10,000 relationships, probably us crossing the Dunbar number at some point and us using Slack for everything, right? Things that are, we need real-time conversation on, stuff that was just an FYI, stuff that we need an opinion on someday, maybe later, right? Like just using this fire hose as everything. And I think a lot of people were, I had heard from new people starting that it was overwhelming, you know, the number of channels. And I was like, ah, you'll get used yeah, to it. Yeah, you'll figure it out. Yeah, you'll figure it out. Yeah. Until I hit this breaking point last week and said like, I got to start changing the way that I communicate. I need more asynchronous channels. And I was using some asynchronous channels, mostly with a small set of people on the management team where I was doing asynchronous videos and asynchronous audio. And those were the things that I was sending to reflect on. And I thought we need to use asynchronous more or non-real-time channels more to communicate at Drift and, you know, outside of Drift in order to have more time to make and reflect. I think the other challenge is it became a lot of what broke with email, right? And calendar, which is like your inbox and Slack all of a sudden become everybody else's to-do list. Totally. Hey, can you find this thing? I have some, you know, people would ping me, hey, a a couple weeks ago, you shared a link to blank in this channel. Uh, Where is that? Yeah. And I just said, I don't know, go find it. Mm -hmm. Because like the ask is then me to then go find it. So it's the same thing. I think it just kind of like makes bad behavior. And the other thing about email, there's just a certain thing about like, like, if I'm going to write you an email, I'm emailing the CEO right now. I got to, like, actually have some thoughts and, yeah. and clean this up. And yeah. it's, like, a lot of it goes back to some of the stuff that we like out of Amazon, which is, like, it's not to this level, but you have to write a six-page thing mm-hmm. if you're going to present something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I like the concept of, like and, – and I have done this with you for a while, which is, like, I know that you're a thinker, and I can't drop some big thing in Slack to you and say, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. That That's I need the time wrong to way. Yeah, you yeah. need time to reflect. So I have always kind of picked and choose what I give you in Slack versus like, DC, I got some thoughts on the team. I want to change this. I want to that. That's going to go to email yeah. because I want you to be sitting down reading that and have to reflect on it mm-hmm. versus just like standing in the waiting for an elevator looking at it in Slack. Yeah. One of the things I saw somewhere, I think it was on the Twitterverse, was that someone said, you know, they were mocking and saying Slack is great and so productive. I've replaced one email inbox with 44 <laughs> Uh, or 45 inboxes because each channel is now an inbox. And it's funny, it's a little mock, but I do love Slack. I do love the real-time nature of conversations. Obviously, Drift is in this world of conversations. But, you know, what I appreciate that we need to do is we need to have both real-time and non-real-time to use your terms, ways of communicating. And it's important that we build that in the product that we're doing and us find ways to make our internal communication work with Slack and email and other forms. It's not about Slack. It's not about the channel. I think it's about understanding the ways you have to communicate as a company Mm -hmm. have to evolve Mm -hmm. as the company changes, 
yep. right? Like I'm sure there was a time when there was three people at Drift and yeah. you probably didn't even need to use Slack. What are no. you going to Slack Elias for? It's so sitting we're, right next, we're to sitting next to each other. I think it's just the evolution. I, I don't want this to be a rant about why Slack is broken. No, no, I think it's Slack. more about the evolution of growth as a company. Yeah. We talk a lot about mindset mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. this podcast. I think Lots it's about changing the mindset to be like, oh, well, let's shift and let's make this a better thing. And, yeah. and let's, let's change how we think about it as opposed mm-hmm. to nobody's out there looking for a Slack replacement. No. Right? No. We're just changing how we use it and how we think about it. Totally. And, you know, for us, we've always said, you know, what we're trying to do is basically give everyone the power of now at Drift, all of our customers. But the power of now is not to be confused as like everything needs to be done now. Mm. The power of now is giving you the opportunity to be reflective and be able to focus on the thing that you want to focus on now. Right? So now can be misconstrued to make you think that it's about make it happen right now. It's not always about making it happen right now. It's about giving you the choice to decide what you want to do right now, whether it's this, whether it's something else, whether it's go for a run or go for a walk. That's the power of now. I think it's just different also. Like Slack is an internal communication tool. Mm-hmm. What we're powering is you to have an amazing customer experience. Yep. Right? And customers want answers now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they need to solve it now. They want something now. That's mm-hmm. the difference. You know, for me, I'm moving. What I wrote was I'm moving to using three channels more. One of them is email. Yep. Can you believe that? I've been email bankrupt for years. This is, and now I've been email bankrupt for years, but I finally got into Inbox Zero and have maintained that for about two months now. Yep. I use email when communicating important announcements, stuff that requires the recipient to digest, and other content that doesn't need a real-time conversation and might get lost in the sea of Slack. Yep. So I'm going back to email on those important things, yeah. right, that need time. And then two, I'm starting to use more of what I was using with a smaller group, asynchronous video and asynchronous audio. In the cases, those are just faster sometimes to consume and faster to produce. And so I'll create those when writing an email would be too long or too hard to communicate. Third, I'm dealing with important issues face-to-face or over the phone when I can. Instead of an endless back and forth trying to get my point across, I'm going to have a real conversation, which is like actually fundamentally why Drift exists in the first place because we believe that you can't sell anything unless you have a conversation with somebody. It's the same thing for running a business. Exactly. So I'm going more to -to person-to-person communication, not to be confused with a meeting. And one of the things I was talking to Carrie about, who's on our team, she brought up last week, it was one of the days before Thanksgiving and then there were less people here. And so things that came up that day, they just had a conversation immediately as it came up and they just dealt with it and moved forward and she was like this is like you know the old days yeah right like this is like she didn't say old days this is like drift this is drift and she was saying what we shouldn't do which is too easy to do is just say like well let's schedule a meeting for that let's meet next tuesday about that it's like no let's just have the conversation now right the cognitive load of like put it on the schedule meet next tuesday what were we talking about right now when it's a five minute decision that we can have right now yeah that's the way to do it. i think it forces you to make it a five minute decision yes I like that. I'm not going to have a meeting about this. No. Let's no talk more about meetings. the social media calendar now. Yeah. We don't need to have a 30-minute meeting about yeah. it. Yeah. And put it on a to-do list and, and put it go. on a calendar and then check it off. And yeah. It's crazy. Right? And so one of the things that made me reflect on this is I'm reading a book, free promo for these guys. Make time. Make time. Like the book, because I've been a subscriber to the Time Dork newsletter for a while. And two of those guys worked at Google in the past and wrote a book called Sprint, which is about design sprints. Mm. And we had worked with them at our last company, which was a Google Ventures back company. And so we had them come in to do the design sprint. So I've been following them ever since, kept up with this Time Dork. They had this make time thing. And one of the things that they led me to do was re... I showed this I showed this to DG This on is Monday. why we're on the video. Yeah. If you're not on video, you're missing out on this. This is the home screen, my iPhone home screen. And so if you were on video, you'd see it's a black screen on my iPhone, and it's got two icons. A big picture of DG. Yeah. Either wallpaper. No, it doesn't. Uh, (laughs) It has messages and phone. Nothing else on this screen. Mm. And I've deleted Twitter, LinkedIn, 
Instagram. <sighs> Didn't have Facebook on here, but I would have deleted that too. Wow. All off my phone. like, what? Yeah. No way. So no more what they call infinite pools, infinite time wasters. And I've noticed a difference since I did that a few days ago where I'm not just picking up my phone, just like going to check to something because there's something. nothing to check. Yeah. Right. And I have my email buried somewhere in here, but I'm at, as I said, inbox zero. So not much to check there. So I find myself waking up now and doing nothing but pick up my phone. There's nothing there. Look at my calendar. Put it down. I love this because the reason why I love this topic is because it all all comes full circle to something we talked about a lot in the early days of this podcast, which is Stephen Covey and the Big Rocks. Mm. Amen. Right? Yeah. That has not changed. No. But I think everything else gets in the way of the big rocks. Mm -hmm. And if you can block two hours in your day and get the one big thing done, yep. then you can go do all that stuff. Yeah. And that's an important concept from that book. And the book that we talk about and we give out here, The One Thing, yes. is derived from that book. And this book that I just mentioned, Make Time, is derived from that book as well, right? The big rocks, they call them highlights in the book. They have a system for organizing highlights. And this is not a dig on any of these authors. This is actually what we should be doing. All stems back to Stephen Covey's work. And I'm sure Stephen Covey's work stems back to something else, right? It's all derivative. And yeah. so like these concepts that are in here are important and evergreen. And we've been talking about them since back in the day with Stephen Covey's. Before you sign off just explain the big rocks thing for a second okay so um, so the big rocks is stephen covey i says love the analogy in the, in the seven habits of highly effective people mm. and effective is an important thing which they also talk about in this book right another thing from stephen covey's book it's effective it's about being effective not about being productive being busy should never be confused with being effective exactly boom that's why i said that sentence because you can be productive by just being busy, by just having a long to-do list, checking things off that to-do list and saying, boy, am I productive. I did all my to-do list today, right? But in reality, you weren't effective. You didn't get anything done. And effectiveness goes back to the concept of big rocks. And what Stephen Covey says is that, look, if you look at all the energy, the glycogen, the load, the everything, the energy that you have in a given day, mind power energy, if you thought about that as a big jar, mm. and so it's a finite amount of energy in there, you can fill that jar in lots of different ways, right? Meaning you can use up that energy in lots of different ways. You can fill it up with this jar with a bunch of tiny little rocks, and then you'll fill it up to the top, right? And so you've used all the capacity that you have with a bunch of tiny little things that are inconsequential. And then you'll notice once you fill it up, you can't fit any big things in there, right? Because all the room's taken out. Or you can empty that jar and say, I'm going to fill it with a huge rock. And then I'm going to fill it around with any excess energy that I have load with smaller rocks. And when you have that big rock, you've made progress. You've done what they call a highlight in this book. Other people have called it lots of different things. In the one thing, they call it the one thing, right, to focus on. It's all the same thing. It's like you have fixed amount of energy every day, mental energy. That's why I don't love to-do lists too much and things like that, because you don't want to use up your energy with that kind of stuff. Pick a big rock. Today's big rock, I hope, for G2 is filming this amazing podcast. I hope That's this, I I hope like, this is one you? of the big where rocks you? in his where day. Where are you? You're late. Yeah, yeah. We got to go. We got to go. He stays on me. I he love keeps him. us on track. Yeah. And by I mean, us, I mean a pager. You. Yeah. yeah, he means me. Yeah. A pager. And so you want to use that energy wisely. Amen. All right. We got some more reviews. We got some reviews. They're, starting, they're trickling in. They're trickling in. But, you know, no one in our reviews yet has saluted the Venezuelan. Yeah. And if you're confused on how to spell it, it's the letter G and the number two. Yeah. So don't overthink it. Yeah. Just put it in there. Yeah. The mustache bandit, the king of Venezuela, <laughs> uh, the video, <laughs> the most famous video person from Venezuela, I'm pretty sure, uh, G2.
please give them a little shout out. Leave a little six star rating. We have a bunch of interesting stuff that we're working on in the crates. I suggested today an author to our co-host Maggie, and she said, "Oh, you should get this author. She's really good." And she said, uh, "I'm interviewing her tonight." Wow! And I said, "You had no idea." I had no idea. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. All right. That's what happens when you when you have those. We're out of here. All right. One. See you later. See ya.